0: Welcome back to Oh My Pod. I am your host, Chelsea Reif, and I am back in the studio. And by that, I actually mean a conference room at work. I do not have a studio. I'm a one-man show. So here we are. I haven't recorded in a while because I'm going to keep it 100% real with you. I had a an existential crisis where I was like, what is this podcast about? I, am I just using this to interview people or am i sharing personal life experiences do people even care to hear those what am i an expert on uh i really started to just question the purpose of it and i was like should i rebrand it should i have three separate podcasts one talking about travel one talking about lifestyle one doing interviews obviously that would be insane but I'm just being real. These are the thoughts that I've had in the past month or so. And I was really, you know, struggling to figure out what was the purpose of this in hearing all your feedback and really doing a deep dive of, you know, why I wanted to start this. I think the podcasts I love are the ones where people are being real and sharing life experiences. Obviously I'm obsessed with health and wellness and alternative ways of healing yourself and relationships and all that stuff. So I love hearing experts, but experts are experts and they were trained in that. They have that background. They studied, they went to school. I want to hear more about the human experience where you just learn through life. So not to get super meta, but that is where I've been at. And that's why I took a little break. So Today, I wanted to record one on relationships, specifically with yourself and also with other people that I'll get into. The reason I wanted to cover this is I'll I'll keep it real again. I have been feeling honestly a little lonely and Valentine's Day just passed. We had a a wedding over the past weekend. There's been a lot of weddings in my life, a lot of engagement parties. Um, I actually live with an engaged couple right now. So there's just a lot going on. And all my friends at this point are engaged or married. I probably have five single friends out of like 20. And I've always been, if you listen to this podcast, a very independent person. I really don't love being in relationships. And I think that's because I feel like I'm losing my freedom. And that's what I wanted to talk about today. Like, how can we break that mindset? What have I been through that I'm okay with being single? Why is it okay to feel the feelings I'm having now? Like, you don't have to always be such a crusader of being single and independent. And that's what I wanted to record today. So I wanted to kick it off with, like I said, how I'm feeling. I think it does have to do with how many couples I've been around. As many of you know, I moved back to Florida almost all my friends here are engaged if not married. And if married, they have a house and a baby or a, or two babies or pets or a backyard. These are all things I don't have. And that's intentional. I actually don't want a lot of those things. I don't care to be a homeowner. I love to bop around and travel. Like I would love to live in 15 different countries over the course of my life. I am not prepared for kids right now. I did have a, a moment where I'm, going to be honest, I'm not sure if I want kids. I'm the oldest of four. I've seen all my friends have kids. At this point, I'm kind of at that point where I'm like, you know what? I wouldn't mind being an aunt for the rest of my life or watching after my friend's kids. But I feel like everyone maybe has that phase. I don't know if it's a defense mechanism where it's just because everyone's having them that that's why I'm feeling that way. But that's not really a goal for me either. And neither is marriage. So all these things aren't like, up next for me. And I don't even know that I would call them goals because to me, these are life experiences that happen and add value where a goal to me is like something you work at. Like I'm not working at getting to marriage. I'm not working at being prepared to be a mom because that's just not on the horizon for me. And again, I don't look at it as like a work goal or a fitness goal or a money goal or anything like that. So I think it's all about your perspective. A lot of people, especially in the United States, think that being single is being a sad person. Um, I don't think that's true at all. I think that's how you look at yourself and how you look at other people. How many people do we all know that are in shitty ass relationships? Like you hear about their boyfriends doing shitty things, texting them, pushing them, verbally abusive, physically abusive, emotionally abusive, whatever it is, Let's look at that and say, okay, first of all, just because you're single does not mean that's a sad thing. There are a lot of people that are in relationships that are very sad. The second part of it is why don't you look at being single as, yeah, I'm choosing to wait for someone that's actually going to blow me away because right now I don't wanna settle. I'm not gonna settle for someone that is just cute and tall and has a car and has a job. That's like pretty basic external physical stuff I don't really give a shit about. I know a lot of tall, cute people that have cars and great jobs that are assholes. So that's not important to me. The more I've grown up, I just turned 28 earlier this month, the more I've realized I don't like that checklist of external things, which very much when I was younger, I did care about. I was in a sorority. I only cared about you know people in certain fraternities and what they were gonna do after college and where they were going. And oh my god, did you hear he was the VP of sales at this company and he does he's in finance. That's great if you care about that. I think right now I would look at that as I want an equal, meaning if I'm making good money, I would want my partner to have that too. But again, I'm not looking at that as like that is a checklist for a partner. So I want to start thinking of being single as this is my time to really explore how I deal with myself. And what I mean by that is not just my hobbies, like that's pretty basic, more of how am I in relationships? Am I defensive? Am I argumentative? Do I take responsibility for my actions? Do I know when I'm wrong? Can I admit that? These are all things in the past probably year and a half that I've really questioned myself on because of my relationships that I've chosen to be in the past or the guys that I've chosen to allow in my life. If you guys listen to the about me episodes, that was a two parter and a chunk of that was about pretty shitty guys in my mid twenties when I lived in Chicago. Now that time of my life, I was very much like, Oh Men suck in Chicago. There's no one for me. Oh, I just can't live here. Every guy here sucks. Everyone's a fuck boy. Oh, this is like unbelievable. And at some point, you have to look inward and say, is it that bad? Or am I just allowing those type of guys in my life? Because my friends are dating people in Chicago that are pretty cool guys. My friends are also dating assholes. So that doesn't mean that the city is full of assholes. It just means what was I willing to put up with? So that's what... To me, means being single is like, okay, what do you want to accept in a relationship? What do you want to classify as a deal breaker or a red flag or your boundaries? That's what I've really been taking the time to establish because I feel like in the past it was like, oh, he's cute. Does he make me laugh? Do we have fun together? Will we go on cool dates? Um, Can we split the bill? Is he going to pay for me? And is he a social person? Like no joke, that was probably my checklist, again, going back in air quotations, of what I wanted out of a relationship, and now I want so much more, and not in a way of I'm setting the bar so high you can't get to me, but I just don't want to settle for something that I'm not okay with because of how much work I've done on myself. For example, if I'm now taking the time to realize, Chelsea, you actually have a really hard time admitting you're wrong, I need to make sure that when I do find someone that I'm not... Picking that quality in them too. Does that make sense? Like, I don't want someone that also can't admit they're wrong while well, that's something I'm trying to work on because that sounds like a disaster waiting to happen. Or I have a boundary. Like if someone cusses at me, that actually is borderline deal breaker to give you guys background. My last um relationship. My ex called me a bitch and I broke up with him the next day. Like, I don't really play with that. Some people think that's forgivable, but I'm like, if you are going to talk to me like that in front of all your friends and family, then we don't need to be together because I can't imagine what you're going to say behind closed doors when you're even angrier. So those are things that I'm talking about up front that like, is it a red flag or a deal breaker? Those are things you kind of have to figure out when you're alone. I wouldn't be able to figure all that out while I was in a relationship. So to me, being single is about your perspective. I think people think it's sad just because there's a historical thing. Back in the day, you know, the husband like chose their wife and it was like this grand gesture of, oh my gosh, I'm a wife. Like I'm married. I, I get this and this and a husband and I get to be taken care of. And that's where that whole like, oh my God, you're engaged. Oh, like, I feel like that's where it became such a big deal uh, for me. Again, I just look at it as like, is this person going to be my teammate for life? Can we, if we're going to have a family, raise them together with the same values that we're not going to you know, be fighting all the time on how to raise them? Are we on the same wavelength of like what we want out of something? Are we working towards that together? Is one of us always going to try to be right and like, you know, argumentative? Like these are things that you can really only figure out when you're single. The other thing about being single is you can do a lot of things that you cannot do in a relationship. I'm sure a lot of people, especially women, have fallen into this trap where when we get in relationships, we kind of start conforming to everything that our boyfriend's doing. Like we go to his friend's outings, we wanna make him happy, we wanna cook dinner for him, we wanna do this, or you wanna make him do things for you that you just think will be fun as a couple, but then you never really maintain your own identity. So you need to figure out those hobbies while you're single. For example, when I was in my last relationship and and even the one before that, I felt like I always had to be available. Like anytime they called or wanted to FaceTime or text or anything or hang out, I was there. Instead of being like, you know what, Um, I really want to go to this yoga class or I really want to paint today. I'm going to do that. Let's hang out tomorrow. I really would jump at any opportunity to hang out just because I thought that's what being a good girlfriend meant. That's something that I've had to really explore and that you have to figure out. Again, what type of partner do you want to be? That, to me, doesn't maintain your own identity. If you could take anything away from this podcast, it really is maintaining your own identity while you're in a relationship. So when I've ended both these relationships, I threw my energy into things that I was like, you know what? I'm going to take an assessment. What did I do in my last relationships that I didn't do while I was single? okay, well, I kind of stopped working out consistently or I used to love yoga and go consistently. I haven't really been doing that. Uh, I've always wanted to learn Spanish and French. Why don't I look into that? I used to sketch a lot. I actually took a sketching class in college. I suddenly stopped doing that. Where did that go? I've always wanted to be a better cook. Why don't I look into like an online culinary school or even like a quick uh, cook cooking class or like learning just recipes from a cookbook? These are all things that I really took uh, note of and said, why don't you just do that now? You don't have anyone to report to. You don't have to go home and, and take care of someone. You don't have to, you know, check in with anyone and I feel like I'm making all relationships sound negative and I am not meaning to sound that way. I'm just saying when you are in a relationship, there is another person to care for. It's not all about you anymore. When you're single, you can make it all about you and you can develop that personality and interest that you really like to do. So literally immediately after my last breakup, I think I signed up for like a one month personal trainings group session on groupon it was like 30 bucks and I was like this is gonna keep me busy because I know if I just stay at home and I lived alone that I'm gonna just sit in my room watch TV start crying call my mom like I know the cycle that I get in and I was like let me reshift my energy and when I go to a group class I'm doing something for my body and for myself I'm actually getting out of my routine of you know work sleep dinner all that stuff and I'm getting my mind off of what just happened I did that I did a lot of self-care, like I got a facial, I got a massage, I I started really getting back into like crafts again, I like I said, I loved to paint and sketch, so I was really getting back into that, and then I ended up signing up for ClassPass because I could take all these classes, and then I started figuring out I like all these different boot camp classes, these are all things that I did not do while i was in a relationship these are things you can do in a relationship too but i'm talking from this single perspective and what do you do after a relationship where while you're single you don't have to be on the hunt all the time for a partner like you can develop your own again habits and interests uh versus just trying to every day like what am i gonna do i'm gonna end up alone i'm gonna die alone i need to find a guy that's pretty desperate energy that a lot of people can read i don't know about you guys but flip this script for a second Imagine, let's just imagine that a guy comes up and is like, yeah, anytime I'm in a relationship, I just always hang out with my girlfriend. Um, oh, okay. What do you What do you like to do for fun? Um, whatever my girlfriend likes to do, we usually just hang out at her place. She'll cook or we'll maybe go out to dinner. Oh, um, do you like have any hobbies? Um, I used to play guitar, but that kind of stopped once I got in a relationship. So yeah, here and there, not nothing much. Doesn't that sound so unattractive? Like you you don't have one hobby. All you do is go to your girlfriend's house. You don't have friends. You don't like take time for yourself. You don't travel. You don't do any like any type of physical activity. Like that is just unattractive to me. I don't want to be someone's mom or babysitter. I've been in plenty of relationships where that has happened, where we've both gotten way too comfortable with each other. And we ended up almost being roommates. So that's something that looking back, again, this podcast is almost a reflection of like my past in relationships, I would have maintained much more of my independence by setting those boundaries saying, hey, would love to hang out and talk to you or do this and that. But I want to do this with my friends tonight, I'm having a girls night, or I'm going to a painting class, or I'm doing a yoga challenge. So I'm doing that every morning, but let's hang out at night. There's ways that you can still be independent and maintain that mentality while being in a relationship. It's just important when you're single to remember you're not a loser. No one hates you. The world isn't out to get you. You're not going to die alone. You're just taking the time to figure out, okay, when I do get a partner, this is all the stuff that I'm willing to put up with. And this is what I'm not willing to put up with. And with that, I think it's actually super important that you write this down. Because don't you guys think when you write things down, it makes it a little more real? For me, that is at least the case. I like to write to-do lists down. I like to write notes with clients down. I like to write important tasks down. Just because I'm like, okay, I wrote it down. I really need to look at it. And I did this in therapy, which I've talked about before. I, I love therapy. I think everyone could benefit from at least once a month to just like check yourself. But okay, what's an absolute deal breaker and what's a red flag? And a red flag is like uh, that is a little alarming. I'm going to look out for it. I don't need to necessarily end the relationship right now. What's a deal breaker. What's actually like, what, if that happens, I will walk out, pack my bags. We're not ending up together. Some things that you can think of off the top of your head are probably religion. Do they want marriage? Do they want kids? Do they smoke? Um, do they have good family relationships? to very little things like the one i said where to me it's not little but like cussing during arguments i don't like that at all i think it's very immature it's very hurtful. If anyone's read The Five Love Languages, that is an amazing book because I think you can learn a lot about your partner and, and how to love and be loved. Mine's words of affirmation. So that means I love to hear positive words, words of encouragement, cherishing, love, etc. cetera. So when I hear someone cuss and we're in an argument, I shut down. Like I go into full clam, turtle, whatever else animal shuts. I am completely off. I start getting defensive, very emotional. Like it just triggers me. So for me, that would be an absolute deal breaker. Now I've had other girlfriends that are like, what are you talking about? That's so forgivable. Everyone gets angry. You know, sometimes you just can't control what you say. And I'm like, yeah, but again, that's for you. That's a red flag. For me, it's a deal breaker. So you need to really make a list of what you want to do and what you don't want to do. And think about every little aspect of your life. Like, I think religion's a big one. People don't necessarily talk about money. We all know money is the number one reason for relationships ending, especially marriages. Are you gonna talk about that? Like, what if your husband's like, no, no, I, or or your partner, whoever it is, says, no, I make the money. So, you know, I'm gonna control our finances. I'll give you an allowance or you can use my credit card up to this limit. Like, is that okay with you? That's something that you have to decide for yourself. I can't tell you what to do. Your partner can't tell you what to do. You need to decide up front, okay, if we are going to join finances when we get married, how is this going to work? Am I the breadwinner? Is he the breadwinner? How are we going to split things up? All these things you need to think about. And again, I'm speaking from a level of like, I have never even been close to engaged. So this is something that maybe I I shouldn't be speaking on, but that I often hear people fight about. Like I said, pretty much 95% of my friends are married and these are common issues that I run into. And think about all the different scenarios too. Like, what if your husband was like, oh my gosh, I got a relocation to Japan? Like, I have to move in the next six months and we have to be there for five years. Would you get up and go because you're like, that's my ride or die? Like, I would absolutely do anything? Or would you be like, no, I I can't do that, but we can work something out long distance, I'll fly there. Or, you know what? We're just going to have to deal with it as it comes. These are things that you really need to think about all the life scenarios you can and again what is an absolute deal breaker and what's worth watching out for maybe just letting it slide but you know you need to nip it in the bud so that's something that when you're again single to take stock of because if you don't we all know love is blind and when you get in the relationship you start making excuses how many of us have made excuses for the dumbest stuff because we know an excuse will justify their behavior Oh, well, yeah, he called me a bitch, but he was mad. And honestly, like, it's my fault. I I upset him. I kind of picked the fight or, you know what? Uh Yeah, he was like messaging some girls on Snapchat, but we were having a rough patch. And you know how those things go. Like, boys just need attention. You'll start making excuses. And trust me, I have done this more than once. I will make an excuse just because I don't want to lose that relationship. I'm looking back. I'm like, wow, those are all things that had I set those boundaries up front, I would have ended way before it actually did take stock of your relationships and, and what you're looking out for them. I also want to talk about reflecting on what you could do differently in relationships. So this may sound like some of this podcast is like, oh, you know, you need to look out for this or Do this and make sure that your boyfriend's this way or partner. I'm not saying that. I'm I'm helping you guys hopefully look at being single a little bit differently. So something that I've reflected on is what could I do differently in relationships? And I'm going to keep it 100, you guys. I don't like being wrong. I like to deflect. I sometimes look for a reason to be mad if I'm in a bad mood. I used to try to be someone I'm not. And I used to snoop. So straight up, those are things I used to do. My boyfriend and I, we would get in a fight and I would somehow, I have a really, really, really good memory, <laughs> like psychotically photographic. People are like scared of me that I would bring up something and and use that in the argument against him just because I didn't want to lose and being like, you know what? Yeah, but two months ago, I, I remember that you said that and that's what's causing me this issue. And he would be like, what, huh? Like, what are you talking about? This is just... Crazy, like that's not even what we're talking about. I was like, Yeah, but I'm not over it, and that's why you're wrong. And that was very immature, as you guys can imagine. I am like cringing that I would even do that, but that was something that I was like, Why do I hate being wrong? Like, why can't I have a little bit of humility and say, You know what? You're right. Let's let this smooth over for the night. Let's let our anger calm down. You know, it doesn't even always have to be like right or wrong. Like, you know what? We can agree on that issue and move forward. And that's something that I was really bad at. Deflecting. Like I just said, I would deflect a lot. Like, what are you talking about? This is about you. This is about what you did. Why am I a part of this conversation? I didn't do anything. This is this is from you in that last time. It's a lot of deflecting that was part of my past. And I realized that I was immature and not progressive either. Like, what am I going to get accomplished by just blaming everything on that person? Imagine if they turned that around to me and just did that the entire argument. I would I would be like, I'm so done with this looking for a reason to be mad. Again, I would have something from the past that I would bring up or something dumb or something that just was a little off. I would turn it into a big deal just so I could have that reason and justification to really go in on him. And that's not that's not right either. Snooping, I have done that and I hate that I did it. I think my first one I did it right. This is before like Instagram was really a thing. Snapchat wasn't even around. Facebook was like barely. This is when you would like take digital cameras out and upload full Facebook albums from a night out. That's like not a thing anymore. And so I don't even remember why I snooped and I found my ex was actually saying really nice things about me he was like it's really hard to describe her she's so amazing I'm actually like think I'm falling in love and he sent that to my sister to his sister and I felt so bad for snooping I was like oh my god I'm never gonna do that again and then when we broke up I snooped again and I just found things that made me really upset, like girls that he snapped that I was always like a little suspicious of or texting or something like that or talking about another girl. And we'll we'll talk about going back to exes in a second because I did get that question on my Instagram. But snooping, if you are looking for something, you will find something. My other relationship, I found a lot of questionable stuff that ultimately broke our trust and... What I realized was I am not justifying that at all, but some of them were just conversations with friends. And I was like, you know what? If this person took my phone and actually looked at the conversations I have with my girlfriends where we're just talking about a hot guy they matched with on Tinder or a crazy hookup they had that weekend or how good this guy was in bed, I don't think they'd be thrilled that I'm talking in so much detail about this person. And so I had to really like look inward and say, okay, well, if they took my phone, they probably wouldn't be, you know, again happy to see that no wonder i wasn't happy because it just it's not about you and so you just get mad like you think your boyfriend's texting all about you and how amazing you are and you know loves his girlfriend and that's not the case um and i'm 1000 percent not saying guys will be guys let them do what they want i'm saying like i've talked about other guys hot abs or how how great they look on their tinder profile to my friends that send me a photo and match with them like again i'm sure if my boyfriend had taken my phone he would have been like what are you talking about this is very similar to what i'm talking about and that's something that i had to realize like if i'm snooping i'm gonna find something that i'm never gonna like and it's never gonna turn out well and if i'm snooping there's a deeper reason that i probably don't trust them and so that is the larger picture is why are you snooping if you think something's off and that's your gut feeling then you should just end the relationship And if they ask why, you can say, oh, I I just don't feel comfortable anymore. I, I feel like I can't trust you. And you need to have a reason to back that up. Why don't you trust them? Was it something that they did or said? Was it something someone told you? Was it something you saw online? Like You need to address that, but you're not gonna go into his phone and hack it and come up with a court case against him because that will always backfire. Something else I wanna talk about is the issue of going back to your ex. We've all done this. I have done this. I actually think I've done this in almost every relationship. Not necessarily getting back together with my ex, but never I have never had a fully clean breakup. Meaning I've never just ended the relationship, blocked him, we stopped talking, it's done. Never hear from him again. Maybe run into him down the line and say hello. That that has never happened in any of my relationships. Um by I've had two serious relationships. The first one we went to college together so when when we broke up we still had a lot of the same friends we actually met when we were studying abroad and we had a whole group of friends so of course naturally i'm gonna run into him again we broke up right before valentine's day so i was pretty upset and of course you know you end up missing each other because it's comfortable you know you end up losing like a best friend and their family and their friend group you don't just really necessarily break up with that person But the reason we ended, we were just fighting a lot. We weren't seeing eye to eye on a lot of things. I was just like, I don't see how this would ever pan out. Like we don't really want the same things out of life. And that's why we we knew to break up. Most of us know when we're breaking up with someone, it's coming or you have a feeling. Like I've never been completely blindsided. And I think if you have, you need to maybe like have a little more self-awareness to read a person. And I don't mean that in a mean way. I truly mean... Stop acting like everything's perfect for Instagram. Stop tagging them in stories. Stop uploading like, oh my God, I'm obsessed with my boyfriend. Happy birthday, the number one love of my life. If that's not how you're feeling on a day-to-day basis, because that has caused many issues where how we all know Plenty, I would say ninety five percent of people post a photo, and then you're like, Wait, you you told me you guys gotten in a fight that day. I've done that. I've gotten in a fight and then uploaded a sappy little post the next day just because I thought that would like patch things up. So we want to be a little smarter about our social media presence and how we're actually feeling, but going back to the X thing, I was just feeling like we wouldn't see the same the same things out of life, and so we broke up, we saw each other, we ended up kind of texting again and then it goes to snapping again and then we're running into each other a little more and then we're like kind of going to the same bars that we knew we used to go to together to run into each other and then we ended up hooking up again and then we'd go to a tailgate and this and You know, you just play that little song and dance. So I'm not faulting anyone for going back to their ex. It's just a comfortability thing. Again, it's like if you've been doing something every day for months and months and months, it's very hard to train your mind to just turn it off. I think if you don't want to go back to an ex, You need to A, block them. It's not personal. I hate when people say, oh, well, then they've won because it shows you care. No, I think I've won because it shows I don't care to keep going back to this. It shows I want to move forward with my life and stop thinking about this relationship. I want to open space for someone else or some other opportunity. It doesn't even have to be someone else, for a career, for a dream, for something else to come in. So I need to actually block that one connection that keeps distracting me or pulling me back so that I can move forward. So when people are like, oh, well, it's petty if I block him or he's going to like think I'm a loser. I'm like, I don't care what he thinks because he's not my boyfriend anymore. We broke up. Why would we care what they, what they think anymore? If, they, if you care that much, then you should be considering getting back together. But usually there's a reason you break up because you've gotten a breaking point. I think I, more than anyone, give way too many chances at the end of a relationship where I'm like, you know what? Let's Let's not break up. Let's try to work on this. I know we've had a rough few months and few weeks. This is just a rough patch. And I've made excuses, like I said, to be like, oh, this is how life is, relationships are hard. They're not that hard if you know what you want out of one. And I used to make a million different reasons up to, to be in a relationship because I didn't want to end it. And eventually there was a breaking point where I was like, I have to end this. When you're thinking of going to go back to an ex, try to remember that exact feeling of how you felt when you guys broke up. Do you want to feel that heartbreak all over again? Do you want to feel that sadness, that embarrassment, that shame, whatever you felt like I've never gone into a breakup being like, oh, yes, can't wait to do this. Oh, my God, I'm going to have the best day ever. Once we break up, even on the relationships where I knew we would never get married or or have anything in the future, it still sucks to break up with someone. So any time that I would think about going back, I would be like, God, I I already know we're not going to end up together. Why would I put myself through that whole cycle again? That relationship in college was a little easier to leave because I knew, oh, I'm going into the real world. There's gonna be a million guys. I'm going to Chicago. I can't wait to see all these hotties. Like you're just in a whole like new pool of people. However, my other relationship, same thing. You just are initially very sad. And it is like grieving a death where you're like, wow, where did that person go? We used to text all day, every day. I know his favorite song, his favorite color, his favorite team. I know what to get him the best Christmas presents. I know what his mom likes. I know what his favorite food is. You start to remind yourself of those things and then you start to look for that every time you're out. Like, oh my gosh, this is our favorite date spot. Oh my God, that song just came on. My heart dropped. Like, you start thinking about that stuff and it does make you wonder like, should we have broken up? Like, should we get back together? That happened to me in my last relationship too, where we were talking about getting back together, even though, again, there were very clear signs that we would not ever get married, that we did not want the same things out of life. We didn't see eye to eye on anything in terms of like where we wanted to live, what our future would look like. I don't even think I ever met any of his close friends. Like there were a lot of red flags that I had to look at and be like, we don't need to be getting back together. But it's that comfortability where I was like, oh, well, we did have a lot of fun and he was really funny. And when things were good, they were really good. Like we've all said that. And I had to remember how shitty I felt towards the end of our relationship. I felt disrespected. I felt betrayed. I felt very down on myself. And I was like, why would I go back to that? Also, unless someone has taken time to like really work on themselves, because listen, a lot of my friends have broken up and gotten back together with their exes. A lot of them also have taken time apart to really get to know themselves and give that other person time to work on themselves too. Let's use a celebrity example, Liam and Miley Cyrus. They were in love when they first met. Then Miley went through an identity phase where she was like, who am I? Is this what I want? I don't wanna be married. I don't want a relationship. I need to find myself. And Liam was like, that's fine. Like I'm gonna do the same thing. They broke up and now they're back together and happily just got married. And they've been together now. I mean, they've known each other for over a decade. I think that's an instance where it is like, you know what? Sometimes I do need space to figure things out on my own. And I think the guy needs space too. like And if you're going to take that space, really work on it. Like I said, what I did was like do all these different things for myself. But then I also started journaling. I started going to therapy. And not for my relationships, but to... But to figure out where my thought processes were, like, why do I think like this? Why do I have to be right all the time? Where does the snooping thing come from? Like, was that an issue from like way in the past that's popping up? Why do I feel insecure in these situations? Going to therapy doesn't mean you're going to like fix a relationship. You can do that, but I'm I'm saying I went for like more of self-reflection. And so because I took the time to do that, if my ex had done the same thing, then maybe we could have reconsidered a conversation and said, you know what? I figured out these are the five things that really trigger me or set me off or things that I want to work on. And you tell me yours, let's put it all on the table and we have to actively work on it. I truly think we were both too immature and stubborn and, and a bit insecure to try and admit those faults. And I'm admitting that too. So those are things that I had to figure out on my own and say, is this worth going back to? Or is it just because we had a lot of fun? When we were having fun, but the dark times were really bad. I had to remember that. So if you're going back to your ex question, why? Is it just because you miss him because of the comfortability factor? Or is it the sex? Is it because you like his friend group and you don't want to lose out on that whole lifestyle that you had? I've heard of people going back to people because they miss that lifestyle of going out to dinner every night and lavish steakhouses and getting gifts and they really miss that. Like they're all different scenarios and everyone has different reasons for going back to your ex. But I just think if something's broken, it's so hard to fix unless again, you take that time apart to really look inward and identify what those problems are and move forward. I feel like I sound like a therapist right now, but I really did learn a lot of this from therapy, but also just knowing myself, like there's a reason, like I said, my 23 to 26 year old phase that I was attracting such awful guys in my life. And that wasn't because it was my luck. My luck was not the one that drew those guys in. It was my self-esteem and what I was willing to put up with that I allowed that many bad people back to back to back come back into my life. So just again, like do some inner self-reflection and taking that responsibility for your actions, because as much as I could blame my ex and say, oh, he was this and that, and this guy didn't like this, I have to take responsibility that I allowed that much to happen, and that I didn't break up with him sooner, and that I chose to be with him exclusively. We all can't just sit here and say, oh, this guy sucks, yeah, dump him, F him, do the, like, We're the ones that chose to be with them and you're the ones choosing to stay with them So that's something that while I was single and I mean I I still am single that I need to think if I'm gonna be in a relationship with someone and they start treating me bad And they start hitting those red flags or deal-breakers Am I gonna actually stand up and walk away or am I gonna do the classic? Oh, it's just a bad time, but you know, it's fine. We're in love. It's just a rough patch relationships are hard Relationships are hard in terms of maybe a life event popping up that you weren't expecting. Like the moving to Japan example that I thought about. That's a real thing that happened to one of my friend's friends. You know, that's hard. That's pretty unexpected. No one thought they would have to move across the country. I think they had just had a kid. You know, those things are unexpected. I asked my mom about this because I was like, why did you marry dad so early they they got engaged after three months and then they waited two years and got married but i was like what was it about dad that blew you and not not hating on my dad saying that something's wrong with him but i was like to say yes to an engagement three months into dating someone like that's pretty insane and she was like there were no red flags and i was like what do you mean by that she was like there were no red flags he didn't he didn't cuss at me. He didn't treat me badly. He didn't make digs at me to make himself propped up in front of his friends. He would defend me if anyone like came at me. He stood up for me. He was sweet. He took care of me. like all these things that she was like. I know he would be a good life partner and a husband. And so we got married. And I was like, okay. Well, now you've been married for you know twenty nine years almost what's made you stay this long? First and foremost, she said space. My dad actually works four days out of the week uh, in another city usually because of his project. He's a software consultant. And she says, I need that time alone to like regroup, regenerate, focus on what I want to do. And so does he, like he loves his work and he needs to do that. So we come together, it's quality time and we're not just living in the mundane day to day. Now I get Not everyone is gonna have a a project like that. You might work down the street, you might even work with your husband. I know a lot of couples that work together. In that case, you need to make an active effort to have alone time. Like I said, what were those hobbies or interests or skills or anything that you wanted to learn? Imagine if you were, 10 years old, what did you used to do? Did you used to take a dance class? What was your favorite activity in school? What did you always run to? Like, let's say you didn't have to go to college and you didn't have to do any like nine to five corporate job. What is something you would love to do? Start looking at that and do it because that is what my mom said has also kept them so healthy. The second thing was that she said, relationships are hard in terms of like, we argue about little things of like, I asked you to take out the trash two days ago and it's still there and I'm getting frustrated because that's been happening for five years. That's hard because he just won't change. Or it's hard that I can't get him to do this with me. That's like silly stuff. And when she's talking about hard, she's like, I'm talking about very mundane, hard things because she knows if they were to run into anything bad that they would figure it out. And to give you guys some more insight, I mean, my family has been through some hard times and specifically my mom and dad as a couple around financial instability. Really, really rough things that most people will not go through in their lives happened to my parents. And I remember thinking, oh my God, if that happened to me, I don't know what I would do. I would start crying. I would, I would flip out. I would, uh, I would literally just break down into tears and keep in mind while this was happening, I had no idea. And my mom basically said like, because you know what, we're a team and we'll figure it out when we move on. That's not the end of the world. Did anyone die? No. Did anyone get hurt? No. Was anyone intentionally hurting someone? No. Did anyone abuse someone? No. Um, is anyone sick and going to the hospital? No. It's just a finance thing that we'll figure it out. Luckily, they had friends and family that could help and they got back on their feet. But I remember that was such a big life lesson because I remember thinking like that financial instability instance is something that could really test a couple and make or break them And my mom just said, no, I'm here for you. What do we need to do? What's the next step? That's when I really learned what marriage was because there is a part of me that is very selfish. I'm single. I've been single for over a year and a half. And, you know, I have this independent mentality where just this week I was like, look, I don't always have to keep up this like independent crusader, always gotta be single girl thing. Like it's okay that if I want a life partner, that I can feel that and say, you know what, I am lonely right now. I do kind of wish I had a boyfriend or a relationship or a partner in life. And I've always questioned, like, why am I so scared of that? And I think it's because I'm scared of commitment just because of all the stuff I see today, especially being a millennial, like all the cheating and unfaithfulness and arguments and people faking that they're happy and then posting on social media when they just got in a huge argument. Like, it's very hard for me to forget that stuff. I I told you guys I have a good memory. So, I'm very scared I think of relationships. And I remember talking to my mom about that and once she said something like that like you have to figure it out and support each other and when times are hard, you're not there to point fingers and, you know, play the blame game. That's when it really hit me like, okay, that's what it means to have a good partner. So, going back to like what do you want out of someone? imagine what are the hardest things you can think of in life and how would they react? What if you had a child that was born with disabilities? What if your son or daughter ends up gay or lesbian? Do you guys see eye to eye on that? There's a lot of people I know that don't see eye to eye on that. What would you do if one of your parents died unexpectedly? What would you do if you had to move across the world for your job? These are all things that are, again, hardships that if you think your partner is going to freak out and you wouldn't see eye to eye on it, then you probably shouldn't be in a relationship. So those, again, are things I think of being single that you just have to learn on your own. I would have never learned any of this if I stayed in either of my relationships. Something I used to do, too, that I think I talked about a little bit before is really trying to be someone I'm not. I would think about what would the guy like and basically try to be like them. Like, (laughs) what kind of strategy is that? For example, if the guy was an athlete, I would be like, okay, then I'm going to talk about all the sports teams that I know, all the stats that I know. I'm going to bring up all the professional uh, people that I've heard on TV that are really in the spotlight right now. And I'm going to make sure that every time I'm around him, I'm talking about sports. I'm going to be mentioning that we go to a game, something like that. If it was a guy that was like super creative or into traveling or photography oh all of a sudden i'm an artist i have my artist hat on and i'm talking about art and wow i love this this painting and yeah did you see that gallery and what an amazing photographer i was very immature and that also is an insecure thing that i thought i had to just be like the guy your identity is not like your interest and you don't have to match the guy or the partners either so that's something that I used to do a lot too is like, I need to conform and be this person just for that guy. And I think that's a struggle that anyone has. And, and even when you grow up, there is a little bit of like, okay, I need to fit this mold. But I think what's attractive is that you don't have that mold that, that they know you have your own life. Again, always just flip the script. If I'm like, hey, I like podcasting. Um, I like yoga. I like brunch and I love traveling. If he came and was like, wow, I love all those same things, I would be like, that's cool, we're gonna get along. Now, let's say he's like all of a sudden he likes every single podcast I like. He's all of a sudden taking yoga at my studio and acting like he's never been there, but he's all of a sudden an unlimited member. That's that's not attractive to me. That's almost like uh, A, alarming and B, like sad. You don't want someone to be exactly like you because you're dating yourself and then you're basically a narcissist. So I want to date someone that I'm like, you know what? Yeah, my boyfriend rocks at... I don't know, making motorcycles, or he's actually so amazing. He has this crazy talent that he has that he's so funny. I think he should do stand up, and he doesn't even he hasn't even thought about that. That's his thing, though. I'm not good at that stuff. I want to actually keep my own hobbies and interests, because then that way you can diversify your life. How boring would it be if you guys just did the same five things every day? Um, that's not how I like to live my life. If you do, it's no offense to you. I just really don't like routines and I don't like uh, rigid structure. I like to know that, you know what, you have your boys night, you go do your craft, you go do that, I'm going to do that, I want to hear about it after, and let's catch up. So it's really important that if you could take anything out of this podcast to just maintain your identity, take accountability for your actions, take an evaluation, if you will, of like, why do I do this? Why do I act like that? Why do I keep attracting the same guys? I promise you, and I'm hitting the table because I get passionate about this, If you keep attracting the same type of guy over and over again like I did, that is the universe saying, I'm gonna test you each time to see how much you've grown. Will you take responsibility for your actions? Are you going to keep talking to this guy? Are you going to block him? Are you going to know that this doesn't serve me or my happiness? This person doesn't make me grow. They clip my wings. My mom loves that saying. They don't hold me back. They don't put me down. You know, are they doing all those things? Because if so, you need to stop it. That is the universe every time saying, okay, here's another test. I have a very similar guy, just like your shitty ex. He's coming along. Are you going to allow him into your life? or Are you going to recognize that up front? That's something that I had to learn the hard way after like five different shitty guys that know it's not just my luck. It's because I'm allowing it in my life and I'm making up dumb excuses, like, oh, he's different because he, I don't know, he has a different job, and there's just something about him that I can see it in his eyes that he cares about me or I can tell this time it's different. We'll say whatever we want to make excuses. We gotta, we gotta stop that, okay? I'm not a relationship expert. And I still do really dumb things. Like right now I'm Snapchatting with someone from my past. Not any of those like super shitty guys, but not someone that I'm going to end up with. I'm not going to marry this guy. I still stock hookups. I stock guys that have girlfriends that I used to hook up with. Like I'm a human. I'm, I'm curious. I'm not sitting here being like, wow, I am the holy expert on everything relationships and everything single. Like I still do really dumb things. I was nominated delusional dater in college in my sorority because I was like in love with every single guy. I had no taste. Like Everyone was just cute. Anyone with you know a smile all of a sudden was attractive to me. So again, this has been years and years in the making of getting to this point. So take this all how you want to take it. This is for, for me to help all the single girls that are maybe feeling down or even if you're in a relationship and you're like, I'm not even happy. I, I want to be single, but I'm afraid that people are going to judge me for being single or I've been in this relationship for five years. I don't know how to get out. Just realize that like getting married, getting an engagement ring, it's not a Super Bowl ring. Okay, you didn't win anything. Again, I don't like looking at marriage as a goal. Like, I just want to be clear that to me, it's weird to look at that as like such a major goal in life when it's just something that's like a value enhancement to your life. Like, wow, I found a partner. This ring is showing our sign of commitment. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Um, I'll end with something that my mom and I talked about too is. I think I'm scared of marriage because I get so bored so easily. I just told you guys I don't like routine. And I get so angry about being wrong and like admitting my faults that I'm afraid that I would end up pushing someone away and getting divorced. And I don't want to get divorced. I don't know anyone in my family that's divorced that I can think of. Definitely not anyone in my immediate family. And so there was this part of me that's like, I'm just afraid that I'm going to get divorced and I'm not going to be able to like live or deal with someone for that long or be in a relationship. And my mom was like, what? If you get divorced, you get divorced. You move on. It's a ring. You. It's. It might, it might be expensive. You want to do that before you have kids. So you don't have to deal with that. But guess what? Life goes on. Divorced people don't die. You don't die after you get divorced. You don't lose your your sense of self. Like you can, but that's not that's something you can choose to snap out of. And that really confirmed for me. Like, wow. Okay. So marriage isn't this like. You put a ring on and now you're in a whole new planet of relationships. Like it really is just a piece of jewelry that shows we are in this life together. I have your back. You have mine. This is us committing to each other. And that's why we wanted to move forward with this partnership. I wish people would stop looking at it as like the next step of their life. And if you're not there, you're a piece of shit because that's actually pretty offensive to a single person too, to ask questions like, Why, how are you single? You're so cool. Why why are you single? Like, I think you would love this guy. Sometimes it's like, I'm not looking because I'm actually working on the relationship I have with myself. I realize I don't like to be wrong. And so I'm trying to be, I'm trying to learn how to be accountable for, my actions and saying I'm sorry and moving on and not holding it against them. I'm learning how to forgive. I'm learning how to stop deflecting. I'm learning how to stop conforming. I don't want to be that girl that just, again, tries to be like what the guy likes. Maybe that's why I'm single. So when you're talking about something like, oh, how are you single? That's, that's so crazy. Like, I can't believe you've gone this long without a boyfriend. You need to look at that person and say, I just think it's sad that you think that I'm unhappy because I'm single when I'm actually... Working on the relationship I have with myself, so that I can love myself the most. So that when I am with someone, I can love them too. Because if anything were to happen, then I can move on. Because I'm already in love with my life and myself. That if he were to leave or something happened, it would be a sad experience. But I know that I have all these things to have to fall back on. I have my hobbies. I have my business. I have my travel. I have my family. I kept relationships with my friends. That's the life you want to live. Where if something did happen you're not gonna be completely broken and that that person just adds value to your life. So single girls, don't worry. There's nothing wrong with you. If you are in a relationship, nothing wrong with you either. I just hope that you're in it for the right reasons as The Bachelor and Bachelorette people would say, and that if you are in a relationship and you're thinking, this isn't what I wanted, this isn't what I thought, this is so hard, I really didn't like think relationships were like this, maybe take time for yourself and break up and if you go back to your ex, just remember, did you take time apart to work on the things that you wanted to? And can you move forward and truly take accountability for those things? So take this all as you will. But I hope this was helpful. I know a lot of people have been feeling down around Valentine's Day or wedding season. I'm getting older. I am I just turned 28. Like I said, my friend and I were texting like, whoa, are we like we're starting to feel that pressure and I've never felt like that. Even as like as much as three months ago, I've never felt like that. And this past three months, I've really been feeling like, oh my God, should I be taking like looking for someone more seriously? Like, do I need to really start actively dating again? Like, what do I need to do? And I'm like, you know what? No, like I'm working on my health. I'm working on my fitness. I'm working on this podcast. This was something that was important to me. And somewhere along the way, I lost sight of it. And that's why I wanted to jump back in. I'm sorry that I haven't been posting a lot but that's because I was feeling so down and weird about what this the point of this was but I think it's important to talk about all these things and admit some of my faults and wrongdoings in life so that hopefully we can all learn from them and move forward and just remember that life is about what you learn from it no one's perfect we all make mistakes we all might go back to that drunk ex but it's fine you can move on so with that I will sign off I am working on a website. I know I've been saying that. I probably sound like a broken record. I'm actually hiring someone because I've realized I'm too busy to do it. That will be up soon. I will have information on um, different guests on that website so that you guys can learn more about them. Let me know what you guys want to hear more of. I'm going to have more guests on that aren't even experts, like just my mom. I know she's the most popular one. I'm gonna have her on, some friends that we can, you know, kind of spitball more around these different topics. Maybe a guy or two to get a guy's perspective on things, and different people in my life that I think you guys would like to hear from. So if you did like this, then go rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. It takes two seconds. It helps me book any bigger guests. It helps the show. It helps this grow. It helps visibility. It's like a, a little present. Then you just hit five stars. And if you don't hit five stars. Don't go rate and review. Just kidding, but not really. All right, guys, thanks so much, and we will talk next week on Oh My Pod.